This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. <laughs> this is your announcer, Neil Patrick Harris. Welcome to the original Theme Park Podcast, CoasterRadio.com. Here are your hosts, my close personal friends, Mike Collins and E.B. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the original Theme Park Podcast. You are listening to CoasterRadio.com. My name is Mike. I am here with my friend E.B., ready to talk theme parks and thrill rides. Hey, Mike, this is going to be a fun episode of CoasterRadio.com. We've got a couple of cool trip reports that are coming up in the second half of the show. We have an interactive topic that we're going to introduce to people. It's, it's going to be some good off-season coaster talk. So let's get started right away with our first drop. Yeah, this is the first drop that came from something I heard on Theme Park News from Costa Radio, which is our daily podcast. I mean, I think a lot of people don't realize we do a daily podcast, EB. Yeah, I, th- I think that's absolutely true is that, you know, we have casual listeners. It's, we've got a small subset of, of hardcore listeners, the great people that support us on Patreon and that sort of thing. And of course, they do listen to the daily podcast with the coasterradio.com app or with their smart speaker device or with whatever podcatcher they're, they're, they're catching their podcasts with because it is a regular podcast. But go find theme park news from coasterradio.com. It's five day, five times a week and it's like a three or five minutes, a uh, daily news roundup. It's, it's kind of fun. It's great. Yeah. And I, I was like the Friday version. It's our week edition and this is a, a good ad for for that podcast but it's you and me and it's like an extra 10 minutes of coaster radio that isn't here so if you like this you should at least listen to the friday weekend edition because that's where eb and i do like a bonus episode pretty much yeah pretty much so yeah check out theme park news from coaster right now you know as you're driving your car look down at your phone and then go and find it you know just type it into google and then add it to your podcatcher then look back up at the road and see where you're going there you go. Yes, yes. Be be safe. Be safe, but, but do that. And no, don't do that, that. Do it later. Yeah, absolutely. But the thing is, is that EB uh, talked about this on his episode of Theme Park News this week. You talked about a bunch of Six Flags rides uh, not on the park maps. Like, I guess people are checking in before the parks open, and they're looking at the park maps, and they're seeing, in some cases, entire sections of the park gone. Yeah, this, I mean, all full credit here to Lance over at screamscape.com for, for rounding all of these up. And then we just kind of stole that content. So yeah, go over to screamscape.com yeah. like everybody else does. But no, this is crazy. There's, I think I counted them up. It's 22 different attractions. Now, some of these are confirmed to definitely be going away, right? Like I think we know for sure that the go-karts at Six Flags Fiesta Texas are going away. This, uh, go-karts at Six Flags over Georgia are going away, but the rest of these have just like, they're just, no longer listed on mm. the park website. They're just been deleted 
I'm, they still exist. I'm assuming yeah. they're still yeah. at the park, but they're not on the website anymore. So what does this mean? So, so should we break down the whole list and then talk about what we think this means or, or why this is happening? Yeah. Let me ask you before we do that, though. Have you ever ridden go-karts at a theme park ever? I have never paid the upcharge to ride go-karts at no. the theme park ever. I look at people who do that and I'm like, Never. why do you do that? Like you could go to any go-kart track in your hometown. Why do you do that while you're here at the theme park? Because like, I so spent $60 and I want to spend 10 more. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, go do it somewhere else where there's a better track, like where you can at least go on like a slick track or something. Like, don't, <laughs> don't do it at this lame track that's here at, you know, the park. Go, yeah, go to a, a place that specializes in the go-kart track. I, I, that's something I've never been down with. No, no. And uh, and it's it, I guess it's just cost effective to they have to do it that way. Is it an outside vendor, I wonder, or, or is it the actual park running those? I don't um, know. But I would think that if you built a big enough go-kart track, it could be cost effective to have it be free and included in your park ticket. I don't know sure. how you could. I don't know how you would make it work. But anyway, they're going away at Six Flags Fiesta, Texas and Six Flags over Georgia. And I think it's confirmed also that um, the slingshots, um, the slingshot attractions are Ooh. going away at Six Flags St. Louis and Six Flags New England. So there's those. Those are the upcharge attractions that are going away, which I don't necessarily think anybody's going to miss. But there's some rides on here. There's some real rides that are sad to see go. You mentioned some kitty lands. Um, it's the uh, Six Flags America. That's your home park. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> well, not really, but they're, they're they're whistle stop, one to me. Yeah. Their whistle stop park kitty area has five rides. That's going to be close. That's missing from the park yeah, map. I should say not yeah. closed. Um, Six Flags Discovery Kingdom. They have two kitty areas. They're a Seaside Junction and Tava's Jungle Land. There's five rides total going away there, too. So these are huh. um, Frontier City, I think, is another one that has their um, kitty train ride is going away. So why? Let's start there, and then we'll get into some of the real rides that are that are closing that we're kind hmm. of sad about. Why do you think the kitty rides are closed? I have my idea. I don't know. I mean, do do they look at who comes through the park and they see that not enough kids do, so it's worth closing that down to save on staffing? That's, that's the my, only thing I can think. Yeah, that's that's my guess. Is it must be a staffing thing? Is is that because you can put one staff person for like a little spinning ride that takes eight little kids? Or you can take that same staff person and put them on a high capacity grown up ride. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so that's the only thing I can think of. And if that's the case, then Six Flags, you suck. Pay your people more. Exactly. So that you don't have a staffing shortage. You know what I've been seeing, EB, that I'm really pissed off about recently is that. Okay. Uh, so I have never spent time in the kiddie lands going to theme parks, except now that I yeah. have two little daughters. Yep. I'm spending a lot of time in these kiddie lands. But why is it? That most of these parks have one person yeah. running two rides. Yeah, or more. They, or yes, more. And, and they go like back and forth or like one, two, three, one, two, three. And like the entire crowd of kids and their parents just like follow them from like, you know, this, the teacup ride to the dragon ride to the little mini flume ride and then back again. Like that's really I, I that's like one of the things that I hate most about what they're doing these days. And I know that a lot of it is due to, at least in the past, due to COVID and staffing shortages, but we're kind of out of that now. Can't we have full staffing mm. and like have three people running three rides? Yeah, I feel like that was happening even before COVID. I remember going down to Holiday World and seeing that sort of thing happening, you know, yeah. when I was there with some small kids. And it was the same deal where it was like one person for six rides and they had to move around. So you either, like you said, you either had to follow that, that operator or wait at a ride and hope that they would cycle around and finally come over to you to, to, to operate it. I mean, at what point it's a kiddie ride that just spins 
Right. You just let the just let the parents do it. <laughs> let me jump over. I'll sure. Shut the button. I mean, how hard is it for me to be like, you buckled in, thumbs up. All right, yeah. push the button to say go. Hey, man, I know what the e stop button is. I mean, I'm I'm probably more trained than most people because of the podcast, right? So that that stinks that the the kitty rides are closing. But let's go through some of these rides here on our first drop. Yeah, that are we actually are going to miss. So there's a right. Six Flags Darien Lake. They're closing um, a family drop tower. So this is not even just like a frog hopper. This is an 83 foot tall drop tower called oh. their uh, their Rowdy's Heave Ho. That's going away. Um, we've got uh, the parachute training center. I think you talked about that on. Uh, yes. On theme park news that everybody's guessing that the the it's very unique, right? Is, is it the last one in North America? Yes, the parachute absolutely. drop ride at Six Flags Great Adventure. That one's going away. Um, the Huss Breakdance uh, Rodeo, that's going away at Six Flags Over Texas and at Six Flags America. That's their Huss Breakdance that actually has the cars that look like bulls, like cartoon bulls. Oh, right, right. Yes. Yeah, and a breakdance is fun, right? That's a good spin and puke. Um, the This one is, the, I think maybe arguably the saddest one to see go six flags magic mountain the funicular yes. is off their park map the magic mover or the happy honda mover or before that the orient express <laughs> that's the that incline rail that i think it's original to magic mountain no longer on their park map is it going away i hope not because that was a really helpful thing especially like the end of the day you don't want to climb that big hill so you, ride you don't want to climb the magic mountain yeah. so you climb the magic mover yeah that was like and it was weird and unique and special and fun but it's it's off the park map so oh, well and then finally out we got to come back to Six Flags America once again. This was already closed down last year. The the whole Coyote Creek area. This is in the back corner of the park, um, and that includes Mind Eraser, their Whitewater Rapids ride, the Renegade Rapids, Rapids, no. um, Coyote Creek Crazy Crazy Cars. That's their bumper cars, and of course, that's also where their Breakdance Rodeo is. Mm. Um, so Six Flags America. I don't know what they're doing. They've got how many rides is that that they're missing? Like uh, over a dozen rides are closed or at least off the map. And we're assuming they're going to be closed for 2023. Now, here's the thing, though, is that I know that with park maps, they can change those even mid season. So is this something that they're going to start with in the spring and then at summertime? Open they up add Mind these Eraser back. And- they add these back to their uh, to, to their websites and back to their apps. I would hope so because you would think at least the Renegade Rapids at Six Flags America they'd want open during the summer. So maybe it's just th- for now, and we shouldn't get too excited. But these are a, this is a huge list of rides. I mean, they had the, they had that whole section closed last year. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. yeah it, no, I, it, it is. It is very strange. And it's and it's too bad. Um, it, maybe I should have gone to my other my Coaster Damas of years past and say that Six Flags America is finally going to get sold and turn into a housing development. I don't know. Because I've had that as a I've had yeah. that Coaster Damas before. And maybe I should have done it for 2023. I, I live close by. That is a valuable land out there, man. Yep. Yep. You know, yep. Yep. That, that's, so, you know, that Six Flags could earn a pretty penny pretty quickly. Yeah. And, and you know delete some of that debt pretty quick so. six flags america i think is the worst the, the hardest hit on this list although i think the i think the, the ride that, that is going away that it's, is the saddest is the uh the the funicular that that incline yeah. really oh we're also losing a roller coaster um technically speaking six flags discovery kingdom their daredevil chaos larson Superloop. oh off that's off a, the website that's surprising and that's not that old that's fairly new yeah so I don't, I don't know, know why man. that one's not. I don't know why that one's not on that. That one's taken off the list unless it's in a weird part of the park. Yeah. They just want to close off. I was really looking forward to this season because I'm feeling like it's going to be the first one post COVID that mm-hmm. things kind of get back to normal 
where nature is healing and we have full staffing and you know i just so this all of this like makes me bummed out a little bit making me wonder if it's not going to happen or if things have changed enough you know how it's changed like where you still have like people don't go to work five days a week you still got two days at home or a few days at home or something like that i'm wondering if like because of covid things have changed enough at the parks where they're like eh, we can just close down a land or two it doesn't matter yeah, that sucks. And and it's going to be terrible for you. It, it's, it's sort of, it's not good for the GP when they show up and they haven't done their research, Mike. They yeah. show up and they find sections of the park closed. It's not cool, Six Flags. Especially, I mean, Six Flags America, that's really bad. If you're closing your entire kitty section and an entire area of the park that actually has some decent rides. I mean, right. I'm not going to say that Mind Eraser is a decent ride, but that's a roller coaster. And your bumper cars are gone. And yeah. a good flat and your Whitewater Rapids. Come on. Yeah. What People are you doing? People love the rapids, man, especially in the summer. Like, you know, I know it's like, uh, you know, same old, same old to all of us while listening to this show. But a rapids ride is like a major thing for the GP out there. So I think so. Well, and, and, and ah. seeing just a whole big blank on the park map, you know, that you can't get into. It's like, well, I can do the math. And if there's six lands in the park, that's one sixth of my experience yeah, is gone. Right. Come on. Right. Right. I mean, and those like uh, renegade rapids and rapids rides eat up a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So they're just going to be in the lines for the roller coaster and for everything of, else. Yep, yeah. exactly. Man, well, we'll have to see. I, I, we'll again, see. these are just taken, like you said, this, these are just taken off the website or taken off the app or not not showing up. Uh, that doesn't necessarily mean they're going away. I mean, a couple of these we right. do know they're going away, but that doesn't mean they're going away. They could come back, like you said. Maybe it's just for like the first few weeks, and then they'll suddenly appear. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. At least like on other parks, though, they keep them on the map even if they're closed for a couple months. And it says like opening in the summer, opening in the summer season or something. So mm-hmm. you don't just pull it from the map. So that's surprising. So we'll see. Uh, but maybe Six Flags has the ability to change the map constantly. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Time. Yeah. Or Six Flags is just terrible. <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> that could be too, Mike. That you know, Occam's Razor, right? Yes. There you go. Yes. <laughs> Occam's Razor. That's the simplest, it. simplest solution. Exactly. I like that. I yeah. Like yeah. That. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. We got a, we got some really interesting quick hits. Oh, yeah. This first one you put up here on Quick Hits. Yeah. I heard about this, and it it gives me the willies because, and I'll explain why, because it's something I always worry about in my studio, and I'll explain it in a second. Okay. Yeah. So this is our first Quick Hit here is the American Dream Mall um, in New Jersey. I've been there to to the American Dream Mall. I was there the first year that they were open. The water park was not yet open, but the water park is themed um, DreamWorks. Right. And so it's huge. It's gigantic. It's got all of these. It's got like a gigantic fiberglass Shrek hanging from the ceiling and the uh, the animals from Madagascar and all sorts of other cool things. You know, it's a very heavily themed space. A fiberglass helicopter somehow broke off and then fell into one of the pools at the bottom of some of these kitty slides. Oh, no. And it landed Ah. on a kid. Oh. So are they okay? Are they all right? Like so, it, four 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 people. I'm assuming kids because this was in the in the pool at the bottom of the kitty slides. Four people uh, were injured, and one was transported to the hospital. So nobody nobody was killed by this fiberglass helicopter. It's not small either. I mean, this thing looks like it's maybe eight or ten feet across, hmm. and I'm sure it weighs at least a couple hundred pounds, even though it's fiberglass. Um, and it doesn't. It, it did not fall. I mean, this is an indoor water park, so. 
like the gigantic Shreks and, and all those huge figures that are hanging from the ceiling, they're massive and they're way up high. Wow. This thing was only, it looked to be maybe like 15, 16 feet up off the ground. Yeah. So that's and a good scenery, thing right? It's just scenery. It's not part of the ride or part of the, no, slide. no, no. It's just yeah. yeah, yeah. It was just, there. it's just this fiberglass helicopter on like the, uh, the, the penguins. I think the, the slide, um, the, the little slide complex, not even a slide tower. Cause it's just kitty slides was themed after the, uh, the penguins of Madagascar. Mm. And so I guess it was like their, their super spy helicopter or whatever it was, but yeah, there's video of like the lifeguards reacting to this. Um, the, uh, mall of America dreamworks water park is closed indefinitely as wow. they investigate and do inspections of it. Um, and this is the thing is that is, this is not even like the worst thing that's happened to that mall <laughs> because it's just not, working out like who would have thought that building a mall in 2020 would have been a bad idea yeah i mean everybody with, <laughs> well with all the stuff that they have in there and all the cool things you would think it would become nobody some, wants to go winter. to the mall nobody well, wants to go to the mall yeah but especially in the winter man you think people would be like heading flocking to that water park flocking to the indoor amusement park and then you want to go shopping the, they've got north america's first and only indoor ski hill yeah, you can go skiing inside this mall. There's an ice yeah. skating rink. There's all sorts of themed restaurants. I forget how many stores. We talked about this a lot when this thing was opening and when I was trying to go there. You know, I think it's like 400 stores and restaurants or something. This thing is massive. It's the same people. Um, the 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 current owner operators are the same people that um opened the Edmonton Mall and then also opened the Mall of America in um Minnesota. Yeah. So and those it, are doing well, right? Like those, those are, are really, those yeah. are still doing okay. Um, but they can't seem to get this new mall that they built. Huh. And, you know, they built it right outside of New York City, thirty minutes away from New York. Um, but they can't seem to get it up and running to where they need to get it. Uh, they did take out these municipal bonds to open it, and this was the most recent story. I think it was at the beginning of the month. They failed to make an eight million dollar payment on their municipal bond, so they've defaulted. <laughs> Right on, right, yeah. on their loan, and then mm. what was the other article that we found, Mike? That was about oh yeah, the, at, when the when the parks when it first opened, it was so difficult to open, and COVID hit, and the whole thing it was just they couldn't get. What did the, what did the owner say that he wished it yeah. would burn down? Well, yeah, the owner was saying like once COVID hit, like it was just such bad financial times for them. Like you know, they wanted to open the mall, but nobody could come, so they were just losing money month after month after month. That they said it would have been better for them if the mall just burned down or if a hurricane hit it, because at least then they could get insurance money from it. But they were just stuck with this mall that was sitting there when nobody was attending. And unfortunately, it looks like maybe the same thing is happening, even though COVID is kind of waning at this moment. So it's sad that like, is it because things are too expensive there? Is that why people aren't going? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. I, I don't guess know. Is, is there just too much else to do and, and people just don't want to go to the gigantic mall? It seems cool. It's got the water park. It's got the amusement park. There's an aquarium, the skiing. Um, there's an yeah. observation wheel that's finally opened up. There's the ice skating rink. The But they're just I was looking at another article and they were talking about how the, the loan for it um, was extended um, to 2026. It's a one point seven billion dollar loan that financed the construction. Mm. Um, and JP Morgan Chase, the collateral that was put up to give the loan. So, uh, was 49% Ooh. of mall of America in Minnesota. Oh, wow. Really? So huh. if this mall goes down, mall of America in Minnesota is going down too. Yes. Wow. That's yeah. not good. No, 
no. So yeah, the, 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 the fact that a helicopter, you know, fell is, is just one more cherry on the top of this poo poo Sunday. <laughs> yeah. And, and that, by the way, is something when I read that story, it like triggered me because that's an OCD thing of mine. Oh like, yeah. You got something that you think is going to fall on you. Well, yeah. Like, so, so you do this too, but we both work in TV studios and so we hang lighting. Right. And so I am always freaked out that if I don't like if I hang a light but don't put the safety chain around it, that it's going to fall and hit somebody in the head. I always worry about that. So I always double check my safety chains. I make sure everything is done properly. I, I loop it twice because that's all I want is somebody to be there on there sitting on the stage and on TV and a light come and hit him in the head. I was oh. just I was just at the basketball stadium and the, there was a game going on and in the middle of the game. A piece of metal, like a, a two foot long, like <sighs> piece of metal no. fell out of the jumbotron. Really? And right onto the court, like six feet from a player who oh, just happened geez. to be walking in the, in the wrong place. Like, how does that even happen? And how does how, the helicopter fall? Like, uh, these are like, how do things, things right? fall? How do things fall? Like when you put something somewhere, put it so it doesn't fall. Yeah. Come on, is it people. The, is it? Is it the vibrations in the stadium from like, like over the, crowd? the over time? I mean, and what was the helicopter like? It it, yes. it it just wasn't somehow that as people went down the water slide, it loosened some bolts. Like, why would it fall? Why would it break? What what failure happens to make something like that happen? It it, it sounds like something that would be impossible. Like, but uh, you know, but I don't know. Who knows? I guess they'll investigate and figure out why it did that. So stuff happens all the time. All weird, right, sure. man. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, but that that triggered me, man. Because that's well, it I just makes about. you be nervous about Mall of America in general, right? You're going to be like going down the escalator at the mall at at the uh, the American Dream Mall, and you're going to be like, you know, the helicopter fell on a kid, and they're the same people that maintain these escalators. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least right. you're looking up. Like, everything, what else did they hang yeah. above me? Yeah, every everything in the mall now is going to be like, oh, watch out. <laughs> It yeah. might fall on you. What's the last thing you're thinking about when you're in the water park that some piece of scenery is going to fall on you? Especially that's, something that's... that big. That's horrible. Uh, I hope they investigate that and figure out, you know, who was responsible for that and then do not hire them again. Well, whoever that was. I'm like, sure I'm know. sure the mall, the, the American Dream Mall owner was like, the helicopter was not supposed to fall. It was supposed yeah. to start a fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did. That wasn't our plan at all. That's not what that, I was supposed that to That was do. an interesting quote in that article. We, we, we got to post that so people can read that. But they're like, yeah, why couldn't a hurricane hit this place and we just get our money back? The earthquake machine that I hid underneath the water park yeah. didn't go off like <laughs> planned. It only shook one piece of scenery instead of collapsing the whole building. Oh. <laughs> Poor yeah. guys. Poor sure, guys. sure, sure. All right. So here's, here's, some, here's some fun news. The Dark Coaster Preview Center. We talked about this, I think, on last week's show. We talked about it on Theme Park News. How fun it is that Busch Gardens Williamsburg actually opened the little preview center yeah. for the new Dark Coaster, which I have been spelling with two Ks and it's only one K. It's oh, yes. Dark Coaster. Coaster, yes. It's not yes. Dark Coaster. Like, can no you even Ks. say two Ks? Like Dark Coaster? It's nope. Dark Coaster. Dark coaster. Yeah. Dark yeah coaster. We're going to have to say it like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've been wanting to get down there and I've been so pissed off at the weather. Like today we're recording this on a Tuesday. It was 65 degrees yeah. here in the DC area. But every weekend that comes up when Bush Gardens is open, <laughs> it's, it's back like down 35. To <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm like, how is this even happening? Like they're closed on the 65 degree day. Yeah. But when I want to go down there and see the dark coaster preview center, it's like 32 degrees and raining. So uh -huh. that's not going to work. That's I think gonna that's going to, I think that's going to be the, 
this week as well. I think we're having like Wednesdays are all 68 degrees and raining and then the weekends are down to 30 again. And that pisses me off. It happens sometimes during the summer where you get beautiful weather during the week and then rain on the weekends. Uh It's like, well, wait, I want to go to the park on the weekend. It's like, no, sorry. Yeah, you got to go and like wear your poncho if you're going. So So now now I I was looking at this, uh, the Dark Coaster Preview Center, and I was looking at because they released a uh, their little teaser video on Twitter. Right. That said that they were going to be opening up this yeah. uh, Dark Coaster Preview Center. And then they posted the video. I think it was at the beginning of the month. Right. And then what did they call it? They said that it was going to be a um, the Preview Center offers an immersive behind the scenes look at the creation of North America's first all indoor straddle coaster. Mm-hmm. And then I saw some of the videos that people took of what the Preview Center is. It's just some tables and some easels and pictures. Yeah, yeah. How is I'm, that immersive? I'm, I don't feel immersed. I saw the Clint Novak video. Eat that, Coaster Radio. <laughs> there we go. There's an old soundbite from, good, from the good. old days. And I, I, I here, okay. Here's 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 the problem. <laughs> I'm gonna let you in on a little behind the scenes, everybody. Okay. I, I want <laughs> I want to talk about this, but I also want to go when they do the media opening. So that we could do some interviews and stuff. So I, I, I don't want to like trash this too much because then they're going to be like, sorry, no, no, no interviews for you guys. Well, but let's it, just well, let's preview by saying we are super excited about Dark Coaster. We love that Dark Coaster is going yes. and we miss Dark Castle, of course, but we love that it's using the same building and we can't wait to experience it. It's an innovative ride that's going to do the double the double track idea of, of going through the same track twice. Everything about Dark Coaster we love. But yes. Your preview center is lacking. <laughs> it, it's it's a few easels with some artwork, which is great, and, and we appreciate tables. it. But don't call it yes. immersive. Yes, there you go. I I would not say it's immersive unless I I don't know if only like the theme park media got to go in and see the um the queue area. Oh, oh the actual hard the, hat tour, right? Where yes. they actually get to go in. Yes, I think they actually got to go in and see the uh, the loading area, which was cool. I, I don't I, I'm guessing average guests don't get to go that far in. That would be cool. That would be kind of immersive that you at least get to see how they use the old Curse of Dark Castle loading area in the exact same way they're using it for Dark Coaster. So I thought that was pretty cool. I don't know if like everybody gets to go in and see that, but I, I did see like Clint Novak did post some photos and videos of what they were showing. They were showing some costumes, I guess, uh, for the team members. They were showing some artwork. Um, maybe it's more impressive in person to see, but I don't know. I was expecting more like kind of a, you know, going into the building, being immersed and somehow having some videos, having some lighting stuff, you know, just showing you a little bit more. Um, in in this case, they were just kind of saying, well, here's some of the artwork that we have that, you know, was in the back of the office here. We're just going to put it up on some easels and that's what you get. Well, and they're not hiding the entire ride and show building behind construction walls, which right. is really nice. So they are actually opening it up. And like you said, you may be not going, you're not going all the way into the queue and things, but you are going into the castle. I mean, so yes, you yeah. are actually going in and, and experiencing some of the theming and that sort of thing. So let's, ju- let's go back to what we said before. The idea of a preview center for a new attraction, we're totally in love with. We love that. And, and we'd love to see yeah. parts be doing mm-hmm. that sort of thing to hype up their rides that are coming. So let me ask you this, Mike. This is your home park. This is not Six Flags America. This yes, is yeah. your actual mm-hmm. home park that you claim. Are you more excited watching the hard hat tour, watching Clint's video, seeing what's inside the preview center, seeing a little bit more of what this ride's going to be? Are you more excited now or is it wearing off? Uh, I wouldn't say I'm more excited. I, I would say I'm the same level of, of excited. This didn't get me hyped up anymore. 
Um, except that I appreciate that an effort was made. I think that's where I'm going to like, I appreciate that they took the step of like actually doing something to get people excited and coming back and uh, spreading the word. Um, I, I, for some reason, I think I was expecting a little more, mm-hmm. but that's all right. At least they did something. Most parks do nothing at all. They're just like, yeah. Hey, oh, absolutely. Here, yeah. Just uh, show up when the park, uh, when the ride opens and you can come on in then, but at least Bush gardens is saying like, here, here's some artwork. We're actually putting some effort into this. So I appreciate that. I, I am excited though. I'm still excited. Still same level of excitement. Um, and until I go and see this in person and I'm hoping maybe to get down for their St. Patrick's Day celebration, uh-huh. I'll go and check this out. Maybe it's better in person. Maybe it's really cool. Like some of the things that they have there. Um, I, you know, so I, I, I'm excited to see that. Maybe it's better than what we're just seeing on the YouTube video from, you know, uh, Clint Novak and, and friends. Eat that yeah. coaster radio. Yeah. <laughs> well, and we, we have seen, they, they say that it's going to be open only on weekends, um, through March 12th. And so that makes a lot of people say, well, if it's the previous center is open through to March 12th, does the ride open on the 13th? Oh, yes. <laughs> that's a good, that's a good point. So that's this is, point. this is a question that we have. Um, I mean, like we said, the preview center is actually inside the ride, the, the building itself. So maybe they do need more weeks to go in there and finish things up. But right now the preview center is advertised as being open for this coming weekend, next weekend, and then the weekend after that, the 11th and 12th of March. Um, but no opening date is uh is announced yet so you think the next time you get down there st patrick's day so that might be too late to see the preview center you might get yeah, to maybe, on the real, maybe get on the real thing maybe i need to move a little faster or maybe by that time it's like ready to go so we'll see mm-hmm. yeah you might but be yeah, able to get on i i would assume at this point they're working on all the special effects inside like i know the roller coaster part is done timing it uh, all out making sure the screen yeah. working and everything's synced that's right. what i think yeah and and that's yeah. going to be that's going to be really fun to see is exa- exactly what the full ride experience is. I mean we're assuming there's going to be more to it than just the indoor straddle coaster and you go around in the dark, you know, right? We're we're expecting there's going to be a lot of theming in there and we're expecting that there's even going to be some sort of changes to the scenery going through on that second pass. So you go through the 1400 feet of track, then there's a switch track, you bypass the station and actually go through the 1400 feet of track again. Will the scenery change somehow? That would be really ah, yeah. cool, right? Like if it's yeah. like everything's frozen and then like some sort of like fire guy comes and you go through again and everything's on fire or whatever. That would be cool. See, because you don't want to pass the same thing twice. Otherwise, you're just like, oh, we're just going through it again. Yeah, oh, but great. but I think that could be the easiest way to do it, right? Just have like everything yeah. blue and sparkly. And then the second time around, everything's like orange and on fire. Yeah. Because here's the thing. This is the hard part for the people who are designing this ride is that Curse of Dark Castle was a pretty kick-ass ride, especially Mm -hmm. for a regional park. That goes away. People still remember it. Mm -hmm. And so the replacement has to be as good or better because you don't want people saying like, oh, that was all right. But it wasn't as good as Curse of Dark Castle. Well, especially if you're putting it in the same show building and you're basically giving it the same name. Yes, exactly. Right. Yeah. It really does. It really does need to step up and, and be as good as Dark Castle. Yeah. So I'm excited. I'm excited to see it eventually and, yeah. and check it out. I'm, I'm really excited to see what they do inside. And this is this is the cool thing about building a ride indoors and having it be a dark ride roller coaster hybrid is you don't know you have no idea until you as, ride it yep well that's the with the preview center as much as they want to keep secret because it's indoors they absolutely can right there's no bio reconstructs flying over williamsburg exactly right <laughs> i wish i wish he was closer it'd be fun if he flew over bush gardens I mean, <laughs> he's an orlando guy so that's no he yeah, yeah yeah all right well speaking of orlando Oh, this yes, is actually, Orlando. This, this is Disneyland in California. That's right. That's right. So, you know, we're having the 100th anniversary of the Walt Disney Company. 
And so I, I don't think this is necessarily because of that. I think Disneyland has done this before. But on April 18th and April 20th, they are going to hold some throwback nights, uh, 50s and 60s throwback nights. It's going to be an after hours event at Disneyland. Okay. Uh, you can get it. It's a, it's a ticketed event, EB. So you can get in at 6 p.m. But then starting at 9 p.m., that's when the park shuts down to everybody else. And from 9 p.m. till 1 p.m., it's an exclusive event for anybody who buys the tickets. So and, does that how have you ever been to one of these? How is it going to work? Are they going to push everybody out and then let the ticket holders back in? Or is it going to be like a wristband kind of situation? It was a like a lanyard so, situation. So I went to a Magic Kingdom after dark thing for my birthday back in 2018. And this was okay. in Florida. So what I did is um, like I went and had some drinks at Trader Sam's. And then supposedly at seven o'clock is when they would let you in. But the park was open till eight. So basically from seven till eight, everybody was in the park. It was commingling. But, yep. But at eight o'clock, you could only get into the rides if you were wearing a wristband. So they checked your wristband and you could only get into the rides at that point. And so the lines were long from seven till eight. But starting at eight, the lines just dropped. Everything was a walk on. Um, because most people were in line for photo opportunities with characters, which I didn't understand. I was like, why are people in line for that when you could be riding all these rides? But I guess it's like locals. And so they're like, hey, I'm here just to get my pictures and get some food. And I don't really care about the rides. But for me, it was great because I was just riding Big Thunder Mountain, Haunted Mansion with like one minute waits for each one. So I got nice. on a ton of rides in just a couple of hours. Um, so it was really worth it. But that's what they are doing here at Disneyland. Um, but they're doing it like a throwback to like 1950s and 1960s. And so there's going to be, I think one of the coolest things, they're going to do the original Fantasy in the Sky fireworks show, uh, okay. which I wonder if people are going to like because it's going to be like way less than what they currently do. <laughs> um, but I guess they're going to play the same music and do it exactly like they did in the early 50s, early 60s. So uh, that's neat. But then they're going to you know, have just a lot of other things like a dance party. They're going to have special food. Um, some throwback uh, entertainment uh, in the park, uh, yeah, but but that's about it. I mean, you know, it, it's 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 kind of just a fun night to you know. Am I supposed to? Am I supposed to wear my poodle skirt and go to the sock hop? Am I don't I know. I don't know up? if you're allowed to dress. That's a good question. And, uh, like at what point does Halloween it become party. a costume? Right. Well, at the Halloween party, you can dress up. So I'm yeah. assuming you could people are probably. people are going to dress up like you know greasers and whatnot. Yeah, right? yeah. In old mean, racists. It's fun. <laughs> the racism is back. Come on in. Yeah. Hey, everybody. It's the 1950s. <laughs> Come on in. Fun for racist. all. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone remembers the, the 50s. It was a great time for everybody. Womp womp. Womp womp womp. So anyway, I like this. We're not idea. talking about that part of the fifties, Mike. That's right. No, it's it's the happy magical Disneyland. It's only Walt the Disney happy 50s. magical part of the fifties. Yes, yes, right. Yeah. So I said on Theme Park News this week, it would this be the time at a special ticketed event? You're gonna have your waltz. <laughs> yeah. Do you have the dude who dresses at Walt Disney come in and be Walt Disney and actually like sanction it? Is this the two nights you allow it? Because it's a 50s and 60s night. Let that dude come in and run wild. <laughs> that would Let be him sad. in. Have you seen? I'm sure you've seen. You know that movie that was just out, Megan, with the doll? 
Yes. yes. And there, and then you yes. saw like the viral videos of like all of the dolls showing up on Jimmy Fallon or like all of yep. the dolls doing the promo and they're like doing the dance. Oh, what yeah, if you yeah. had like 20 Walt Disney's? Yeah, that's what. And there was do. like an all Walt parade and they just like went down the midway like a little traveling show. Yeah. Everybody in those black suits and, and do what Walt did. Like Walt, when people would ask him for an autograph, he wouldn't sign an autograph. He would just take out a pad of paper with a hundred signed autographs tear it off. Rip, you'd tear it off and hand it to somebody yeah because he didn't have the time to do it so i don't have the time it's the 1950s <laughs> i'm busy doing other things exactly <laughs> so i don't know i'm very curious what this is like it's probably i mean I- i'm hope i'm i'm thinking that it's going to be some great thing but it's probably just like hey you get to come into disneyland late yeah, at night. they just like all right how can we charge people two tickets in the same day yeah i don't know exactly. give it a theme yeah yeah <laughs> done i mean because you can't turn back the clock on Disneyland. I mean, even though there are opening day rides still operating, they've changed. You know, they're but not the same. Disney wasn't what it is now in the 1950s. I don't think you would want to go back. Like you said, the fireworks prob- were, were not as great. I'm sure the, the landscaping wasn't as great. The food wasn't as great. I'm sure there were a lot of things not yeah. fun about Disneyland in the 1950s compared to today. It was just a regular old theme park back then. I don't think yeah, it was right, all right, that yeah. magical compared to modern disney anyway exactly so anyway unless of course unless of course you had a whole troop of waltz walking around that's what i want see i think that would be the reason that i would pay my 150 bucks to go in is to see a troop of waltz running around experience all of those waltz yeah i like that that's a good idea Yeah. yeah okay so one last quick hit here um there's a new resort being planned for orlando and it's going to be themed to the sports illustrated magazine the the what yeah the, so sports illustrated <laughs> sports illustrated that magazine from the 90s yes that's right what's, yeah, a, what's and, a magazine yeah that's right so, so i i mean i sports illustrated i guess they're like they still do some journalism you still get like articles from sports illustrated about the sports world and stuff so okay if you say so <laughs> yeah, I, but now when was the last time you saw a sports illustrated i i honestly cannot tell you the last time i held one in my hands it was probably college and that was okay. probably the swimsuit issue. That was probably it. Okay. Well, and I know they don't even do that anymore. So yeah, <laughs> that's what I was going to ask you. Do they even do that anymore? Because you know they're they're basically what they're going to do is um what is this? I'm I'm looking at it right now. It's on Screamscape. If you want to check it out, there's a website all about it, and it's going to go into Orlando, set to open sometime in 2024, if all goes well. Right. It says there. This is just um, ideas. Yeah, I mean, what they're talking about is a NASCAR-themed go-karts, so the go-karts coming back, a ropes course, a zip coaster, a lazy river, water playgrounds, a swim-up bar, um, a Grand Slam baseball-themed slingshot ride, a mini baseball diamond with a jumbotron, a sports bar, restaurant, and a whole lot more. So, okay, uh, and, it, and, and it is and it is a resort. So we're talking about like a big hotel that yes. surrounds a water park with with a bunch of those roadside attractions, like a high ropes course and go karts and zip lines and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's so what no we're roller coasters about. and stuff like that. But no. what they're talking about is that this can be franchised. So if there is a hotel in another tourist district in another town, oh, give it an overlay. Yeah, you give it an overlay and become a Sports Illustrated resort. Okay, that's cool. This reminds me. Did you hear the theme park news from a couple of weeks ago about uh, the Dude Perfect Park? Remember oh, Dude yes. Perfect? Those yes, guys, yeah. wanna, those guys have a proposal that's out right now that they're trying to shop around to different cities to build basically the exact same thing as this, except it's got all of the dumb Dude Perfect stuff. 
where you can uh, do stunts and uh, YouTube trick shots and stuff like that as a part of the, uh, the activity. So like, you know, the Dave and Busters where you have the golf machine and you can actually golf um, against the screen. Well, they would have that, but it would be actual plates of glass that you can smash. Because yeah. I think See, that I was like one that. of their YouTube videos. Like yeah. their, their resort has like a 300 foot tall tower that you can go to the top of and then try to shoot a basketball oh, off the 300 foot tower and try cool. to make a shot for a prize. All kinds of stuff like that is the dude perfect resort. But it's also the restaurant, the hotel, you know, um, surrounding the, 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 the whole park and experience thing. So is this a new thing is that, that we're doing is that uh, we're going to go back 20 years to when these things were popular? And then build resorts around them because Dude Perfect so. is like old so. school. That's like that's like series one YouTube is Dude yeah, Perfect, right? right. I so, like that idea though, because when you talked about the Dude Perfect Park on Theme Park News, I started thinking about that. That would be fun to go to for a day and try some of those trick shots. Yeah, it it, w- it would be fun. But I'm just wondering if it's like, are is are the people with the deep pockets us forty year old men? <laughs> 45 year old men. Um, and so they're bringing stuff to appeal to us now since we're the decision makers I who guess. have a lot of money. I and guess that's where that's we want to go. It's like, yeah, sorry, kids, we're not going to Nickelodeon. They're going to, we're going to Sports Illustrated. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that that's when I read that, I was like, that's kind of an odd theme. I mean, it's fun to do a sports themed hotel where you could do all these fun things, but Sports Illustrated, I don't know. I mean, do they it, even do the swimsuit issue anymore or has that been canceled? Like, is I, that not? I, I think it's woke now. And so yeah, the, that's what I was wondering. I, I, don't, I don't know. Like, which I means saw it they is did, dumb. Yeah. Well, I saw that they did a 2022 version. I saw that. I looked it up today to see if they had done it. So they did do one. Um, but it's very inclusive, which is good. It's not all like the skinny models anymore. It's like they've got everybody uh, modeling the swimsuits so if, but good if on I, them if i want to see everybody modeling a swimsuit mike i can just go to the pool or the beach <laughs> i don't want to see everybody <laughs> you could do it i don't want to see everybody that's like that's saying true. well you could just go get whatever you want from the restaurant it's like no yes, i want to yes, get the good yes. stuff <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can imagine. I'm imagining that Sports Illustrated, which was huge and massive and probably like a gigantic, successful money making media company in the late 80s and early 90s. And then, of course, print media started to collapse in on itself and they saw their gigantic office tower shrink down. And now it's like half of a floor. Of that yes, same yes. office building. Yes. And they've probably got like 60 employees now that are barely keeping the company afloat. And then they called an all staff meeting and it was like, guys, this is going to be the end of Sports Illustrated if we don't come up with something. And guy in the back is like, what if we built a resort, sir? <laughs> we'll try it. We're desperate. They're going to do it. See, write up a press release and say we're going to build it in Orlando. But, sir, nobody wants it. Write the press release. It'll keep us afloat for another six months. I think that's Save what we're empire, dealing with here. Man. I, think that's what we're de- I think that's what we're dealing with here. So there you go. Nobody wants getting- this. The kid with the breaking voice. I like that. Hey, that's, sir. That's- <laughs> okay, I, sir. I'm trying. I've been an intern here since 1994. <laughs> we're going to have a zip line. It's going to be great. It'll save the company. <laughs> no, it's not. You're done. Go away. Yes, yes. <laughs> Sorry, Sports Illustrated. All right. Well, speaking of this, I mean, we're talking about the swimsuit issue, Mike. Now we know that there's some old school folks that still love the swimsuit issue. I mean, you and me, we're a couple old school guys, but there's somebody who's even more old school that likes it even more than us. That's right. And we have not heard from him in so long on the show because it it's and I'm talking about C Pain. C Pain 
It was a character from way back. And I'm sure, EB, there are probably new listeners to the show who have no idea who C-Pain is, have no idea what C-Pain was about and how he came to be. Yeah, this is a, this is a, this is a joke only for longtime listeners or for new listeners who want to go on the Wayback Machine and look up the Wikipedia article about T-Pain. And it's yes. like, you're going to have to look it up because you don't know who T-Pain is either. Yeah, yeah. Just very quickly, T-Pain was a dude who like... He used the auto tune, right? That was he was the, he was the first main he was the first big artist to do auto tune, and this is like in the late two thousands, right? Yes, yes. And so as we started Costa Radio, we started goofing around. I had an auto tune machine here, and I created a character called C Pain as yes. in Collins, yes, C Pain. Um, and and I would do goofy auto tune songs, and at first it was live on the show. Like I would actually plug the auto tune machine uh-huh. into the board. And do terrible songs like that made no sense. And it, and somebody even said, wrote in and said, oh, my God, this is Coaster Radio jumping the shark. Aww. Like This is the worst thing I've ever heard on Coaster Radio. But then C-Pain kind of evolved and started doing real songs that were produced. Um, and, and, and at first it was auto-tune. And then as time went on, he even did like country songs and Broadway songs and rock songs. He kind of did everything over time. I, my favorite part, my favorite C-Pain, a part of the C-Pain lure was C-Pain is actually Mike, yes. but he gets conked on the head. <laughs> Like, yes, yes. like a character from an old Han- Hanna-Barbera cartoon. <laughs> he gets conked on the head and is a different personality, which is C-Pain. And then he gets conked on the head again and comes out of his trance and he's Mike again and has yes. no idea what shenanigans he got up to as C-Pain because C-Pain was an oversexed <laughs> predator type <laughs> who was only appropriate, not even appropriate 15 years ago. Right. So he, even then he was controversial and not appropriate. Yes, so he's yes. even worse now. So, yeah, it's 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 pretty bad. Yeah, it was like it was a Jekyll and Hyde thing. Like I would go into a trance and then become like my true self. So uh, the, singing about boobs. That's basically what it was. It was singing yeah, about boobs. the knocking yeah. boots. I think that was my favorite song. Yeah, the knocking boots and all that. And then we just sort of felt like C-Pain like <laughs> ran its course and like in, in, in this new age, it doesn't work as well. But then every now and then a story comes up in the news where it's like, wait, well, C-Pain would want to comment on this because it's about boobs or about the Sports Illustrated, Illustrated swimsuit issue in this case. Um, do you remember a long time ago there was that story? This is a perfect C-Pain story. At uh, Thorpe Park in England, uh-huh. th- there was a woman who wanted to ride Colossus, but she had 36 G-cup boobs. And they could not get the restraint down right. on her. So, so C-Pain wrote a song, like a tribute to her, like saying, how dare you, Intamin, not come up with a way that this woman could ride? Like he was on her side, mm-hmm. uh, basically saying, hey, this woman with these beautiful 36G boobs uh, should be accommodated. That oh was what gosh. the song was about. Oh, my gosh. Because it was C-Pain. It wasn't me. It was C-Pain. Like it was, it was, it was the alter ego. So I'm happy to say that because of this Sports Illustrated issue – C-Pain uh, came back from the abyss so and has has produced a song. You were inspired to write a new song because of the Sports Illustrated Resort Park. Okay. Yes, but, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't have time anymore to write C-Pain songs. Like the C-Pain songs of the old day would take like two weeks to write. Because I would really like refine lyrics and I would find perfect songs and I would go through and it would be like two weeks of production on one C-Pain song. And I just don't have the time for that anymore okay. with kids. I've, I've got two babies like, you know, I'm changing diapers and there's poop and there's all types of stuff going on. There's not time for C-Pain. So, okay. so here's what I did. 
I saw that this story was coming up and like the 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 brainstorm fired in me. I was like, oh, my gosh, we need a sea pain song, because if you're going to have a sports illustrated resort, uh huh, are are they going to do anything with the swimsuit issue? Would they have an attraction there that would have to do with the swimsuit issue? Sure. And so then my sea pain brain started going and I said, oh, my gosh, the greatest swimsuit issue of Sports Illustrated ever featured supermodel Kate Upton, who was okay. my favorite EB. I love Kate Upton. I'm just going to say, I'm, I'm going to just go out there and say it. I like it, it. And if you don't know who she is, look it up. It's a beautiful woman. She's beautiful. Okay. I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to go against beautiful that. Beautiful woman. Beautiful and funny. And like the, I've, I've, I've seen interviews with her. Charming. Just uh, like lovely, lovely woman. So C-Pain basically wrote a song like, hey, what if they had a tunnel of love attraction and Ooh. C-Pain got to ride the tunnel of love with her? Is the is the thing of this song, but I didn't have time to write that song. I started trying to write some lyrics. No, and I was that's like, a, that's a good idea, but yes, yeah. that would take a lot of time to write. If only there was yeah. some sort of intelligence that would help you. <laughs> so, because last week you and I were playing around with Chat GPT, oh no, the artificial really? intelligence. I went to it and I said, "Hey, can you write a fun rap slash R and B song about <gasps> me riding?" <laughs> the ton of love with kate upton and i put in a few things like just you know kind of try to make it funny but make it good and chat gpt spit out an entire song including verses refrains it had a bridge in the middle it had the whole thing eb what okay. and so all i then i went on youtube and i found a dude who does some uh, uh, rap like backgrounds and like R and B stuff. Who says, "Hey, use this however you want. Use it for profit. Use it non for profit. Whatever you want, just go ahead and use it." So there, boom, ten minutes, the whole thing is done. <laughs> thanks, th- thanks to the the dude who does some beats. Thanks to the Chat GPT. I did this in one take. And wow, it's, and it's, it is done, man. We really, we really are making the podcast be generated by AI now. This is fantastic. <laughs> yes, we yes, have yes. this could be a new thing for us if this works out. Now, here's the question: we we did we did chat about this prior to recording, and we were asking, is this the perfect thing to make people wait until the very end of the show uh-huh. to listen to? <laughs> do they have That's to listen through the entire credits to get to this at the end of the show? I think that I might think be the place do. to put it. I think that's exactly when, because people want their coaster radio, their theme park talk and stuff. And we've probably done too much on on this at the moment, but this is a fun thing. I think we play it at the end of the show, at the very end, like even after the NPH credits at the end, we just go ahead and that's the last thing of the show. So people have something to look forward to. Uh, if you're into that type of thing, if you're into a sea pain song, you got to make it all the way to the very end. All right. That's fantastic. Yes. Good. So that's, so there we go. So sea pain returns, but it's at the end of the show. <laughs> How many people are skipping ahead to listen to it? Right I know. Now? I wonder. If Don't do that. No, right you got to listen because we, we're going to do a couple of trip reports and we're going to talk some more coaster stuff. Yes. Yes. We got good stuff. Yeah. And it's coming up. <laughs> Lots of great coaster radio coming up right after this. This is coasterradio.com. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. 
Welcome back, everybody, to the original Theme Park Podcast. You are listening to CoasterRadio.com. My name is Mike. I'm here with EB. And, man, having some fun tonight. <laughs> I like that. It, I'm, I'm excited that people will get to hear C-Pain once again. But you got to wait to the end of the show. The character, the characters are few and far between these days, so that's exciting. Yes. So yeah, wait all the way to the end, listen through the credits because there's some great people that we need to thank and some stuff we need to tell you about. But Mike, we want to hear from the listeners now. It's time for some trip reports. I love this. Yes, I love yes. trip reports. A, a couple weeks ago, we heard about Mission Ferrari uh, when we were talking with Arthur Levine in our uh, preview show, uh, and that is one of the rides that is open. And I was hoping that somebody, some listener, would get there. And uh, thankfully, we've got one. Michael was there and called in with this trip report. Hey, Mike and EB. It's Michael calling from the UK, having just snagged the elusive credit of Mission Ferrari here at Ferrari Land Abu Dhabi. It's a great, great ride. Dynamic attractions. Uh, it's really cool elements. Uh, forwards launch. It's got a backwards launch into a backwards loop. Little mini drop track. A turntable and a sideways drop. Really, really cool ride. It's been a long time coming. Uh, not, I don't know if it's quite as, let's say, slick with the SFX scenes as, say, Harry Potter at Universal, but really, really great ride. Uh, good day here. Formula Rossa's incredible. World's fastest coaster. A great launch. And uh, the maybe best ride in the park is the Intamin Flying Aces coaster. Oh. Uh, it's got some really, really cool elements. Really? It's kind of sky rush, but not quite as brutal. Uh, so, yeah, really, really good day. Great park. Uh, Warner Brothers tomorrow. Can't wait. See you guys. Keep up the good work. All right. Thank you so much, Michael. So that's interesting, EB. I would not think that the roller coaster he mentioned as being the best would have been. I would have thought Formula Rosa would be the best, but that's an interesting take. Oh, what this is. I just had to look it up. It's a, a Intamin Wing Coaster. Yeah. That's down there at Abu da- at Ferrari World. Yeah, that's really cool. But Formula, come on. Formula Rosa's got to be the best. It's the oh, fastest. Oh, you would think. You would world. think. But, but it, yeah. But other than that's that, it. that's launch, all it does. That's, that's all, all it does. does. Yeah. And, it, and then it's a lot of straightaways. And I mean, it looks fun, but maybe, yeah, maybe that wing coaster is where, where it's at. That's awesome. Thanks, Michael. Yeah. So fantastic. Love hearing the trip reports, especially from credits that are elusive. I think those are the best mm-hmm. ones. Yes. So good. I'd love to get to that park someday. I mean, that's a tough park to get to unless you're a world traveler and you're, you know, just jet setting all the time, mm-hmm. then maybe you could stop in and get that. But it seems like there's some parks, you know, if he's going to go to the Warner brothers park after that, like you could, you could have some fun. You could do some good theme parking there. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's very, very cool. Yeah. Yeah. One park I, I we should maybe talk more about or, or, or get some more info about because it's not going to be around much more supposedly is California's great America. And I'm excited that people are going there and maybe getting in rides, you know, that and, and credits that they have not gotten before. Uh, Steven is one of those people, and uh, he actually called in with this trip report. This is Steven from Michigan at a very cold and rainy California's Great America. Uh, we flew out of the cold to Michigan to come experience this park before it closes. Gold Rusher is the highlight of the park. It's a good ride, solid. Reminds me a lot of Kentucky Rumbler at Beach Bend. Railblazer's good. It kept breaking down. Uh, the park is raining really hard, so we are leaving early. Thank you. I love the show. Goodbye. All right. Thank you so much, Stephen. So good trip reports today, EB. That's what we're talking about. You kind of well, want some quick hits about what's good at the park, what's not so good. And, uh, you know, that, that's a park that's not going to be with us for much longer. So it's good to hear from. Well, and Stephen is a true coaster boy, right? The park's closing. We have to go. I'm going to fly there specifically. Yeah, right, good job, right. Stephen. Yeah, well good for him. Yeah, and you got to get those credits, man. You got to wonder if, like, Gold Rusher is going to move. 
They've got to pick that up and put it somewhere, right? Mm, no, they don't. No? <laughs> no. Nope. Oh. I mean, it's going to be sad to see all those rides go, but I think, I, I don't know. It, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens over the next, and what do we have now? We're counting down eight more years? Yeah. Yeah. I like the Coaster Damas. Somebody said, though, that they might leave a couple of the rides there and turn it into some type of, like, boardwalk area that people can go to before or after a game. At the stadium, I, I I doubt that will happen, but that's an interesting theory. Well, if they if they if they're going to bulldoze the whole property and they're going to turn it into some sort of like gigantic sports entertainment resorty complex, there's no reason why that couldn't be a possibility, right? Sure. You could build you could build around a couple of those attractions or, yeah. or leave a little midway of some sort. That's a good it's a good coaster, Domus. We'll see. I I like that, especially a big old roller coaster like that. I mean, you know, might cost more to tear down than to keep it running. Yeah, if you, you can know, keep you can it running, you can charge yeah. people 15 bucks. Sure, yeah, right. There you go. There you go. Pretty good. Uh, so we've got an interactive topic coming up next week. We would love to hear from you guys on, and we're going to pitch it to you right now, and you've got a whole week to think about it, and then send us in your thoughts at feedback at coasterradio.com. Of course, you can email us there, but you, we also like hearing from you. We like hearing the voices like we heard from Michael and Steven then. So you can also use the coasterradio.com iPhone app, but you can also use your smartphone and email us voice tracks uh, telling us the answer to this question. What we want to know is to think about roller coasters that you have seen at parks across the country, across the world. What is the best roller coaster or even just other, some other type of attraction that gives you great off-ride views? And what we mean by this, EB, is like rides that like go over pathways uh, that you can walk all the way around, that you can see the ride from all angles. We're not talking about a ride that is off behind a fence and you can't see it and you can't see like the entire layout. We're talking about rides that like you can get up close and personal with almost to a point where like you could touch the track like you're that close to it. And like a ride that I'm thinking of is uh, Phantom's Revenge. At mm-hmm. Kennywood, like you can walk pretty much right up to the bottom of that first drop. I mean, it's behind a fence, but you can get really close to it. You can really see it to the point where you can see riders' faces. I'm talking about things like that, like where you can really get up close and personal with the ride. Yeah, well, I mean, Phantom's Revenge does go down the hill and a lot of it isn't accessible, but that certainly is a piece of that ride that you really can get right on top of. So that's a that's that's a that's a good choice. Um, so, yeah, you got to be able to get up and see it. It's a spectacle that you stop and watch and appreciate as a as a as a viewer, as a person on the midway, as a spectator of this ride. That's the interactive topic. The best roller coaster or attraction that gives you an amazing off ride view of the ride. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to go. I was thinking about this and I remember seeing uh, Pandemonium at Six Flags Over Texas. This mm-hmm. is the Gerstlauer spinning coaster, right? That's got clones all over the place so yeah. at Six Flags Parks. But at Six Flags Over Texas, and I think Six Flags Over St. Louis might be the same way, they put their pandemonium right in the middle of the park. Oh. And I think there's a path. I think there's paths on all sides of it. Like, I That's think you can cool. literally walk around the entire um, pandemonium ride. And, and, and it's a spinning coaster. It's fairly compact. It's fun to watch because it's a spinning coaster and people are always having a really good time. This is the coaster that I lost my hat on. And then I had I could actually walk around the entire ride, find my hat down in the grass. And then I came back at the end of the day and the ride operator um, rescued it for me. Oh, um, wow. But no, this, yeah, that's, that's going to be my answer. Something that you can really see really well. Uh, Tomb Raider, right? W- w- what about Tomb Raider? That's a great ride. The, oh, the, yeah, that was one. Spin, yes, that was a good and one. Yeah. You can't really go all the way around it, but I feel like that ride was almost built 
equally for the ride experience and the off-ride experience. Yes, yes absolutely. Um, parks that put that ride indoors, I think, made a big mistake. Yes. Outdoors at King's, King's Dominion, it was so cool. It oh, was so, so cool great. to watch that. So thing. great. I, I'm thinking about Radiator Springs Racers at Disney's Ooh. California Adventure because remember, like, there's that whole section that you walk up, like, right by the road where the cars are racing by. Uh, that's really cool. And I mean, that was built for people to come up and uh, that's part of the scenery. The ride is part of the scenery. So that's another one. I, well, that's what we're talking about with this question. We really want to know, like, what's a surprising ride? Uh, that you can really see uh, another one. I remember I was so impressed at Cedar point corkscrew going over the midway. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was cool to where you get to look up and you see people's faces and stuff. That, that, that Those are the type of rides. I love, I, I hate it when there's a ride behind a fence and it's far off and you can't even like check out the whole layout, you know, like, yeah, sure. It's great to be surprised by the layout sometimes, but sometimes you want to really see the ride. So you can sit there with a snack and kind of enjoy the ride after you've been on it. Yeah, um, I, oh, I was just at Little Little America, the Meteor. That's an old uh, PTC uh, Junior Wooden Roller Coaster. Yeah, um, and you can literally walk around that whole thing too. And you could, you can, you can definitely put your arm out and have your arm taken off <laughs> by, by that thing. Yeah. Um, that's how close you can get to it. And you can literally walk around the entire ride um, just behind that little fence. Um, so that's that's another good one. Any, I, I feel like any that you can walk all the way around. This is a very geeky, dorky, super coaster nerd topic, Mike. I yes. really like this. So next week's interactive topic, we need your feedback, your response. Best roller coaster or attraction that gives you an amazing off-ride view. Um, and we've given you some good examples here. So you can email those to us, feedback at coasterradio.com. Record your voice and send it to feedback at coasterradio.com. Um, do, a, do, a, do a voice call. That's that's always our favorite, right? Is it when we can actually hear your voice and play that back. So this is going to be hopefully generating some cool co- um, conversations over on the Coaster Radio Discord. We've got the whole community over there who checks in and, and talks about the show, talks about trips. I think uh, we had some folks that were down at Universal this past week, and we were having these play-by-play going to Universal in the Discord. That was a lot of fun. So do check that out. If you want to get into the Discord and you're not there yet, patreon.com slash coasterradio. You pledge a buck, five bucks, whatever it is, that gets you access to the Discord. There's perks and bonus content, all sorts of other things over there at the Patreon um, check it out patreon.com slash coaster radio mike i'm excited because i'm talking about patreon that means the show is ending and i'm gonna get i'm gonna get to hear that c-pain song oh it's coming up it's coming up all you gotta do is listen to this list of names of these fantastic people who help us out by pledging at the 20 dollar level let's read them and then it's c-pain time man we're talking about alex Payne, brian cosson brian wackler chris rankin cincinnati nick the sweatshirt guy our friends at club z CM Venom, Colton Lickerich, Dan Dyler, David Sakala, Dino, Elliot Atkinson, Grace, John Brody, Josh Combs, Karen and Lee Halloran, Kevin Gilbert, and Kevin Wilson. We're halfway through, EB. Also, Kyle Kiefer, our friends that made the thrill, Matt Walker, Michael Foucault, Mikey Mayo, Paladillas Reyes, Randy McMurray, Rich Barber, Rick Burnley, Ryan Delaney, Shane Mankiewicz, Skyline Michelle, Timmy Young, Tom from Louisville, and Zachary Carpenter. And our honorary executive producers, Tyler Ray, and our friends at the Coaster Challenge Podcast. Thanks for listening to the original Theme Park Podcast. For CoasterRadio.com, I'm Neil Patrick Harris. Peace out, suckers. CoasterRadio.com is a production of Lift Hill Media, LLC. The show is intended for private use only and may not be redistributed or broadcast without our express written permission. 
That's it, EB. It's time. The people who have sat through all of that now get a beautiful gift, the return of C-Pain. And remember, this entire song, not written by me, not written by EB, not written by C-Pain, written, written by artificial intelligence. The EB, I swear, I did not change one word of the artificial intelligence. Oh I just gosh. told it. I said, write me a song about Kate Upton and riding the tunnel of love with her. And this is what came out. It's, it's beautiful. Walking through the park, it's a beautiful sight. The sun is shining, the sky is so bright. I see the tunnel of love, and my heart stops to race. And there she is, with her curves and grace. Riding the tunnel of love with Kate Upton. I'm so nervous, my heart's thumping. Her curves so fine, my mind's buzzing. This ride's gonna be wild, there's no discussing. I take her hand and we board the boat. I feel so good, I hope it's not a joke. Water's calm and the ride starts slow. But with Kate by my side, my heart is all aglow. Riding the tunnel of love with Kate Upton. I'm so nervous, my heart's thumping. Her curves so fine, my mind's buzzing. This ride's gonna be wild, there's no discussing As we float along, the water's so cool I feel like I'm in a dream, but I'm nobody's fool Her curves, man, they got me hypnotized I can't believe I'm with her, my nerves are paralyzed Riding the tunnel of love with Kate Upton I'm so nervous, my heart's thumping Her curves so fine, my mind's buzzing This ride's gonna be wild, there's no discussing As we exit the ride, I feel like a king I can't believe this most amazing thing I'll never forget this ride, it was divine And with Kate Upton's curves, my heart is still on the line Riding the tunnel of love with Kate Upton I'm so nervous, my heart's thumping her curves so fine, my mind's buzzing. This ride's gonna be wild, there's no discussing.
Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Has the winter season taken a toll on your tile, upholstery, carpet? Call Cyclone Cleaners, 570-726-6200. For all your carpet, upholstery, and ceramic tile cleaning needs, it's Cyclone Cleaners, also offering odor treatment and soil and stain guard. Choose the only cleaning company that supplies the water to clean your home and disposes of it when they are finished. Call Cyclone Cleaners to schedule your cleaning today, 570-726-6200.